for how many turns? Just one right away. 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 Just one right away. Just one right away. Hey, Steve, are you still in Halifax? I am, yes. Are you still, is, is it nice out? Um, It's warm, but overcast and rainy. Let the record show, ladies and gentlemen, he's turned to his left and looked out the window. I am. I'm sitting right, sitting right beside a window. So that's a I live look, weather report. I know. And I look out and I see the um, parking lot in the back of my building. And, and I look the, out uh, and I see sun. I see clouds. It's not raining anymore, though. Okay. Uh, are you still, are you still watching Mad Men every week and we t- and ready to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Let's do that. Um, now we probably should, I think before we begin, talk a little bit about Robert Morse, cause he just yes. died a couple of days ago. Um, and then Guy Lafleur died today, but that's not yep. about Mad Men. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't think a lot of people know, I mean, that's not fair, but I think, well, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't think a lot of people know that he did a whole bunch of other stuff Yeah, 40 years before Mad Men, 50 years before Mad Men, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in um, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Yeah. And he, I mean, that was, he got really famous for that, right? He was originated, he originated that role. Yes. Um, ni- 1967, I believe it was. Nice. Uh, you know, so that just gives you an idea. Like, you know, that's the year I was born. Right. And I'm turning 55 right. in September. Yes. So, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, he had a pretty good run. I mean, it, it's yeah. sad that he died. And I I, I was, I mean, it, it, I don't know. Sometimes I think about these things. It's like, you know, who's going to, who's going to die? I mean, that happens yeah. when you start getting yeah. older, you start thinking about that. And I thought the first person from Mad Men would likely be him because of his age. And he was 90. It's a hell of a run. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that his work in How to Succeed in Business and then his work on this sort of bookend his career really nicely because yeah. he's kind in some respects, he's almost playing. He wants to be Burt Cooper and had a succeeding business. Then he becomes Burt yeah. Cooper in that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which yeah, is I what think, makes it so compelling. I, I think, I think that, that, and oh, I, I follow a lot of the actors um, from Mad Men on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, and so they, they've been doing things and there's a scene. I will, I will probably talk about it. We haven't come to it yet, but there's a scene where um, I forget his name. Now the guy who plays Harry, um his name escapes me right now uh, just just a uh, uh, rich summer there we go thank you um he said that everybody that there, there's a scene where he where um robert Moore, Moore sings yeah there is yes uh, it's amazing. I, I, I haven't seen it yet not yet but, you know um so i, I haven't watched the whole scene because they don't want to spoil it but apparently he said that everybody came on set just to even watch if them. they weren't working yeah just just that that day just to watch him do that yeah right and you, know? you will you will love when we get there um because it is an homage to his broadway yeah. past you know and and him actually doing it and actually it's really it's funny it, 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 at the time it divided people who were interested in the show because some, oh, i can't believe you're doing that why is yeah. there a musical number because it's yeah. him and shut yeah, up because it's him yeah you know? <laughs> you know you've got robert morris yeah use that right right it's like you know yeah, uh, it, it's it's so use good. What you have exactly, and I mean, you know, you just quick quickly look looking through. Uh, let's try to take a look at some of the films here. Uh, let's see if there's other stuff that I've. Uh, 
mostly a lot of TV too. Uh, and he did like, you know, an Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock presents. He was on naked city, which was a great TV show. Yep. He was on a night gallery episode, a couple of love yep. American style episodes. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing best episode ever here. He was on a, he was on a fa- uh, fantasy. <laughs> he's on a fantasy Island, except I'm playing Ant at this point. He, he was on <laughs> fantasy Island. Uh, all my children. I didn't know that one day at a time. Yeah, okay. So, I didn't never saw no. that episode. So I guess I'm playing you. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. That's good. It's it's almost like I was hearing myself speak. I know. Um, know. uh, He was in Wild Palms, which is a show that I really liked that no one watched. Um, And of course, Mad Men, but he kept working. I mean, he was in a lot of other things as well. Yeah. Uh, Well, one one of the things. One of the things I, I didn't watch the whole thing because I didn't have time, but one of the things that, and it's on YouTube for anybody mm-hmm. who wants to watch it. And I encourage you to watch it. It's called true T R U. Yep. And it, and it's his, his Broadway show, one man show about Truman Capote, which yes. he, which he plays Truman Capote, yes. um, which is, which is great. I, I was watching a bit of, like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. It's in parts on YouTube because you know, YouTube. Um, but um, if you get a chance to watch it, do that. Yeah. Um, you know, that sounds and, amazing. and, and he always, and Morse again, picking up on what other actors have said on Twitter is he always said, if you're going to watch it on YouTube, yeah. watch it as a stage play, just imagine it's a stage yeah. play, just watch it all at once, you know? Um, and so I, I was watching a bit of that last night. Right. Um, and, uh, let's see, he's got, he's, uh, Won two Tonys, Best Actor in a Musical, had a succeed in business for that really trying, 1962. Best Actor in a Play, true, he won, he won the uh, Tony for that. Yep. Uh, let's see, he's won a, also won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Movie Emmy, and that's true again. Uh, he's also won, oh, a part of the uh, Outstanding Ensemble Cast 2011 for Mad Men, that's a SAG Award. Um, I would go so far as to say when the show started, when Mad Men started, he was probably the biggest star on the, on, on, on set, really. I mean, I people had so. done other things. Carthizer was in one of those Buffy or Angel shows that I don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Christina Hendricks was in Firefly. Um, I'm trying to think back. There's not a whole lot of other people that I'd seen. Elizabeth Moss, of course, had been in West Wing. Yeah. But he's probably had the most gravitas of anybody, right? Yeah. I mean, he was kind of... I don't want. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not the old man, but the, you know, he's kind of he was kind of like the Yoda, the Dean. Yeah, yeah, but not in the academic sense that we hate. No, exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's it's uh, like I said. I think we all knew it was coming. He was 90 years old. Hell of a run, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, an amazing actor, and apparently a really giving actor, and a good guy. It seems as everybody yeah. says. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's one of those actors I've never heard anything bad said about him. I know, right? Like, you expect to hear the stories, right? Yeah. And that, oh, yeah, one time he got really drunk and trashed a hotel room. I, I haven't heard yeah. that. About yeah. him. Or, yeah. or even sometimes, you know, some actors will say, well, I heard he was an asshole, but he wasn't an asshole to me. Yeah, that's right. Even those, those kinds of things. Like, I haven't even like heard that. My experience was good, but I realized other people's experiences weren't. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't even hear that kind of thing. Nothing. It was just, he was a great guy. Yeah. Uh, great, glad to have a chance to work with him. There was ne- I have never heard a, a, a negative thing about him. And, and, and the talent of being able to sing and dance as well as act and triple yes, threat, right? The old triple threat. So uh, this is a kind of, Bert is mentioned a lot in this episode. So we may as well get yeah. into talking about To Have and To Hold, originally aired on April 21st. Wow, wait a sec. That's almost exactly nine years ago, uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we open with a meeting from Timmy from Ketchup, who 
It's hard to say on Mad Men, the slimiest character ever, but he's close. He is close. <laughs> he's like if Herb Rennett had class. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple things that are really notable here, I think. The first thing is, the first thing is that uh, Tommy, or Timmy, rather, sorry, Timmy from Ketchup, he mentions uh, NASA, which is something that people don't do today. No. <laughs> Generally, yeah. you don't hear people say NASA does this, NASA does that, but it's 1968 and NASA. Yeah, and we're deep in the middle of the space race. And even people who were young and anti-war and anti-military industrial complex, while well, they might have said things like, well, you know, we could spend some more money on doing this. They were all like, but we're going yeah. to the moon and that's pretty cool. Not yeah. everybody. No. But it was kind of a uniting thing in a really divisive time. So it does have that going for it. Um, uh, and <laughs> I like when Pete says, we'll get a hotel room. And it's just so, at first you think, Oh, for the trip pitch. And then you realize, oh, I see. They're going to get a hotel room because they're cheating on beans and sauces, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's... Exactly. And then Pete, I believe, actually directly lifts a line right out of the apartment. Oh, but he says, uh, it's available to you if you need it, Don. If you have to spend yeah. the night in the city. <laughs> Don's look at it. I live here, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's seen the apartment and he's like, oh, oh, oh I know what happens next. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. And Timmy's bad people. He is very bad. People. That move when he takes off the wedding ring is just so slimy. Yeah. Because I, I guess the difference with Herb, don't, I'm far be it from me to defend Herb, but at least he's not, uh, at least he's not gross. Like yeah. he's gross, but not, he's gross in a different, he's a gross in an obvious way. This guy is too, this guy's smart and gross. And I, that's a really yeah, bad exactly. combination. I don't like yeah. that very much. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that like he's playing them. It's clear. Again, oh, yeah. Like irony. It's clear that they're, he's playing them, but for whatever reason, none of them seem to pick up on this. I know. And, and, you know, they, they, they don't get it. Yeah. They don't get it at all. And it boggles yeah. the mind. Also the green sport jacket is an interesting fashion choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You mean ugly. It's awful ugly ugly um yeah it's funny because when you think about it a lot of the clothes that we associate with the 70s are actually late 60s things that eventually go mainstream right so yeah yeah of course pretty typical um our next scene, that's, that's, that's uh, the way cultural things that's do, how the right? cultural that, things work yeah. right and that's what always surprises people when they see like oh that's the 80s that picture that looks like the 70s yeah well, yeah my exactly. parents didn't redecorate their home every week yeah, exactly. You know, my 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 house looked look, look like look like seventies, sure. right? Because you know that's when your folks bought the house and had the furniture. Exactly. You know, um, we were the eighties generation, not them. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, that's why. You know, it's like. Oh, exactly. That's right. Uh, it's funny because I do look back at pictures and I'll see things. Uh, you know, when I was like maybe ten years old, and you look at it and go, "Whoa, that looks like." Hey, that drape pattern because I this is, actually has happened. I've seen that one on Mad Men. It's like, yeah, but yeah. my parents, it was 1975, but we did live in Sudbury, not Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> Different time. Um, next scene has only black people in it, which I think is a first in the show. Yeah, I think, yeah, complete, completely black. And it's, it, and it's great because there, it does two things, this scene. Um, it shows two women just talking like two women talk. There's, there's, yep. you know, uh, they sound exactly like they would in any other um, situation. 
you know, saying things like, oh, church is impossible. You can't stand out with all those harlots. When yeah. God says that, it's like, wow. This, yeah. but that's the same sort of thing that Peggy might say about, I couldn't yeah. meet a guy at church because it's full of, well, harlots is a great term. Harlot yeah. is a term you don't hear used much. No. Uh, um, but they also, hanging over the whole thing in the scene is the system that makes makes it so there's only black people in that diner. Right. Exactly. Is the systemic racism. And you have to actually look out for it because yeah. you're watching it and go, okay, yeah, that's just two women talking. And then when you realize that, you know, she says, I'm not going to meet any anybody at that office. And you know what yeah. she's saying, you know, they're all white guys. eh? They're all white guys. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Interracial uh, relationships. Um, we're not, not really a thing. They were popular. illegal in a lot of places. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and they, and again, that's, that's the, that's the thing about the show, you know, yes. and one of the reasons I like about like this scene is it moves the plot forward. It does. That's, that's the issue I had with la- last yep. episode. It, it yep. was like, it wasn't even like they were treading water. It was like, they were just rehashing old stuff again. Uh-huh. Right. Whereas this one, this one moves, moves the plot forward. Right. Yes. You know, and, you know, and, and when Don's cheating and we'll, we'll talk about this, yeah, in in a bit when Don's cheating, you know, because it's different, it's a different time. Yeah, right. Like the late sixties, he's going to cheat in a different way, right? Yep. You know, you know, he 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 may he may think it's the fifties, but it's the sixties, and <laughs> so right. you know, the idea is that like when <laughs> thing when when cultural things happen, you do things in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, and and so because there's an app, there's a scene coming up, yes, where it's about Don possibly cheating, but it does it in a new way. That kind of reflects the time, yeah. Right, so I'm not as annoyed with with that episode, that yes. that scene, because it's about you know possibly cheating and loyalty and all that kind of stuff, because it's different. Yeah, this one generally is, I think, a much tighter episode than last week, yeah. a, much, a much stronger episode. It feels more yeah. like the it feels more like I'm watching Mad Men than I'm watching generic nighttime soap opera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Joan's old friend Kate has come by. Uh, Joan's mom has made a pork roast. And all I can think of is, <laughs> I'm sure it's overcooked. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. that's in my head. But people that's used to the other, cook pork that's the other to thing. death. Yeah, yeah they, they overcooked everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it'll kill you if it bleeds. <laughs> no, not everything. Not everything. And, you know, you can eat pork medium rare, actually, folks. Yeah. If yeah. you cook it, pro- you, anyway. Um, I was at a restaurant once and someone, they were, it was pork tenderloin. And a woman said, how do you, how would you like it cooked? And everybody freaked out. And I said, you know, they have them sous vide in the back and they're at about a hundred and various different temperatures. And then they sear yeah. them. Everybody's looking at me and the waitress goes, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It's safe. But it's funny. You wouldn't hear it. I just don't think you'd hear people say I made a pork roast. I, it just seems like something people don't eat anymore. I don't know. No. Crazy. I mean, no, I, we eat pork roast, but oh, hell, I know, love pork. Don't misunderstand I, me. I, I wouldn't say I just made pork roast. I would say you want to stay. Yes. I've made pork or something like that. You know, it's like, you know, I made dinner. It's just, yeah. it's a weird choice of words to me. I don't know. It, it is. Struck, it struck me odd. And I think it's because it seemed, I think it's supposed to look old, sort of old fashioned in a way. Um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Don or Don and Sylvia are in the elevator. And I find the, their relationship extremely annoying. I think the whole fandom does. And I think you should yeah. I think you're yeah. meant to. It does show how reckless he's becoming though. Um, yeah. You compare this to Midge where he goes to her apartment and he now and then when he talks about his wife, she's like, don't, don't, don't talk about your family. I don't want to, it makes me feel like a horrible person. Yeah. Um, in this case, we've got somebody who he sees socially with her husband. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we've also got somebody who, 
um, uh, lives downstairs. Like literally if Megan listened, she could hear them going at it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so horrible. Um, Yeah. Now, now, as you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this storyline either, No, no, but to give it a kind of a positive spin, right? Well, the one thing that I could say is, yes, he's becoming more reckless, but he's also living in a world where he feels like he has no control. Oh, that's, that's right? what's happening you know, this whole season. You know, and, and you know, to be, po- you know, because again, I, I, I just find it, find it, like I say, it's not that he's cheating that I have a problem with. Yep. It's just, it's just the same, same old thing, right? He, you he's know, so um, back into his old pattern, yep. but, but without the, without the conniving care behind it yeah which is something which i you know yeah is gross too by the way uh you know yeah. betty points out did you just think of that line when yeah. episode so but it does show that he's yeah he's getting extremely reckless yeah. and he's also um so he's falling into his old patterns but without the suave exterior well the suave exterior is there but the, it's it's much thinner the veneer is thinner yeah. and various other metaphors also, some similes, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe some. For some similes, maybe yeah, some you know, as as in like, right? That's what I say. Yep. Yeah. See, I remember like. some. I remember some things. Um, similes are kind of like when you want just something short and quick. Okay. Right, sort of a down and dirty kind of thing. Right. Right. Whereas a, a metaphor, because you can expand on a metaphor, it's it's like a, a bigger, deeper thing, more right. complex. Okay, that makes sense to me. I never. God, why were you teaching me high school English? Mm because you were younger than me and that would have been weird um that's true it would have been very strange hi i'm steve i'm your english teacher <laughs> um so at this point you're like 10 and i'm 12 so your voice has changed yeah that's and i'm all, i'm also nova scotia and yeah in Ontario, but i don't know yeah, how I, it would would have worked yeah, I just it, would, no idea. it would it would have been weird it would have been weird um <laughs> the uh I also then then we come back and we see that Joan says or Joan's mom says uh, my my daughter is a partner at a Madison Avenue uh, advertising agency. I just like saying that. Yep. And that's really cool because I don't think yep. I've ever seen her proud of her daughter. <laughs> no, I know, I know, and I don't think Joan has either from think, her reaction. Yeah. Like, who are you, and what have you done? Are you one of those body snatchers? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's really nice. Um, she's really surprised, and I, it makes me. It's again, this is one of the things I like about the show generally is that she, her mother isn't just a horrible conniving harpy. <laughs> like no. she, there's, there's a, there's good in her too. And that's nice to see. Yeah. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Kenny uh, shows up at, at work and he just walks into Harry's office and starts bitching. And I've done that. I don't know if you've ever done that. Walk in yeah. and just to your friend and say, okay, here's what's wrong with the world and our work. I've done that. Um Kenny has that great line about uh, Dow. If he wants the people to stop yeah. reading him, maybe you should stop dropping napalm <laughs> on children. Showing you that the, the anti-war sentiment is reaching executives on Madison Avenue. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, once once it reaches that kind of level, <laughs> then you know that um, America is turning against the war. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like Johnson said. Once once uh, Walter Cronkite comes out and says. I don't think we, we can win this war. Yeah, we've lost. He, Johnson lost. They knew they lost middle America yep. and they lost, they lost the war. So that's right. That's right. Um, and I like that they're doing this because I think that most people today would assume that because of his position, uh, someone like Kenny would be 
for the war and he's yeah. not. Uh, in fact, it seems pretty clear that almost everybody who works there either explicitly or implicitly is like, this is a really bad idea, this yeah. war, which um, you wouldn't usually think of a bunch of re- Republicans. Okay. Right. And all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, it is a democratic war. It's a Democrats war. It is. Oh, it right? is. Yeah. So, you know, there's no doubt about that. Different time yeah. folks. Uh, yeah. Go look up the, political shift in the united states uh yeah. yeah john john f kennedy was the first one to send troops yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah he wanted out but he kept going in um yep. and uh harry has an, a solution it's broadway show on broadway so he calls pierre he says he can talk to pierre cassette who's uh actually canadian um yep. uh, he was he was a big time tv producer the first producer of the grammys on tv yep uh, so he's, uh, that's a real person that they have there. And his son now produces the Grammys. So it's a family yeah. business, I guess. He was born in, was it Verdun? Something like that. So I think so. Yeah. So he's, you know, like a Quebecer. Um, and it's nice hearing, it's just nice hearing more Canadian. I, it's so weird being Canadian because I don't like nationalism at all. I find it gross. No, me too. But I kind of like when I see something on, American TV, and this is pathetic. And they mention something about Canada, and they get it not wrong. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't feel that way, but I do. Yeah, well, especially since they get American TV tends to get things like wrong a lot. Yeah, like 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 for example, there there is an episode of Cheers where Fraser visits Nova Scotia. Okay, and he goes, yes, and I went up to visit Nova Scotia. And they went, oh, really? He went, yes, I went and saw the vast tundra. There is no tundra in Nova Scotia. You have to go farther north to get. To, in, in fact, Nova Scotia, in terms of like weather and culture, is very much like Boston. Yeah, it's basically yeah, the, right? the, like yeah. like twenty five percent of people who 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 live in Boston originally came from for Nova Scotia, Nova yeah. Scotia, because <laughs> there were a lot of people who moved down there for jobs. That's wild, the tundra. Right? You know, you can't like, even there's get, no tundra. No, I don't think there's tundra in any Canadian province. They're all in the territories. Up they're north. all in the territories. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're okay. all, it's all. You have to go fur, further north. <sighs> like there's somebody who doesn't. Uh, so I, I I came to the conclusion that Fraser did not actually go to Nova Scotia. See, that's right. He he went to Nunavut. <laughs> yeah, he um, went to Nunavut. Because <laughs> you know we we Canadians tend to do that. They they will do that to Canadian uh, Americans. Oh yeah. You know, tease them and give them false information. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it's great. It, it's it's fun. it happens rarely because people yep. aren't quite as dumb as they're made out to be. But you do have people. No, that's true. Who mention things about you know? Isn't it always cold there? I, yeah. <laughs> no, not always. No. Um, I had someone ask me once. So what do you do when there's all that snow on the road? Do you just not go to work? It's like, well, no, because <laughs> then we'd never go to work. We have these big things called plows that I'm sure your your tax dollars don't have to pay for because you live in Birmingham, Alabama. You know. Yeah. Anyway, Lebanon, um, Tennessee. Yeah, shout out to Jason Reese. There's our Jason. Um, yeah, armpit. Tennessee. I don't know if Jason listens to this or not, but there I don't go. know. But if he does, but other people who know Jason do. So yeah, so you, you can. Know. Yeah, if so you can, know Jason, start bothering him. Start tease bothering him. About, tease him. Tease him about this. About lots of things. Just generally. and if Jason, you do listen. Hello, Jason. Oh, hi, Jason. Nice to hear you. Here, <laughs> nice to know you're here. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Stan arrives for work to work on Project K, which, of course, K for ketchup, I assume. Um, and can I just say right now that yes. I'm really, really starting to like Stan? I know. Isn't he great? <laughs> He's becoming... When he first appeared, he was one of the 
one of my I hate, I hate my hated most hated characters. Now he's becoming one of my favorite characters. He's this cool guy who's got now. It's funny. Before it was all because it was bluster, and he wanted to show that he was belonged there and he was better than. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, I'm comfortable working here. Yeah. I like these people. They seem to yeah. like me. I can just do my job now and be fun yeah. and interesting. Yeah. yeah. The, he's, the, the, he's becoming one of my, perhaps my favorite secondary characters. Yeah. It certainly was mine at this point. Um, and whenever they play the heist music, I like it. Cause that means I know, it's great, isn't it? there's something going to happen. Right. Uh, <laughs> and Ginsburg's solution to find out what's happening is, is to implant a hidden microphone and camera in a clock yeah. in the project K room, which is <laughs> okay. Ginzo. Um, yeah. I would guess they picked Stan because he has no conscience. (laughs) (laughs) And then when Don comes in and says, "Uh, you seen Stan yet? Well, he's not in a room with tinfoil on the windows. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll tell you, Stan's in there getting high. And yeah, he is because uh, it helps. It helps with concentration, gets out the cobwebs, man. Yeah. I'm going to say it doesn't help with concentration. I find no, it very I hard don't. to concentrate when I'm on. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> As it was just 420 recently. Um, I can attest to this. Yeah, and it tends to make me fall asleep now. I uh, We have to take the stuff that's low CBD. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, I realize that. Oh, because let me tell you, it's a lot stronger than it used to be. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not partaken in THC, in cannabis since it became legal and you are remembering your high school days. This is not yeah. your high school. Days this box. is not, this is not your high school weed. No. Oh God. <laughs> when it first became legal, I, Isabel and I, I did a bunch of stuff with the hell. And I, we, yeah. we, we split a joint and I just lied on the couch for four hours. <laughs> yeah. Just looking at the ceiling, making weird geometric yep. shapes that were, it was, it was the weirdest thing. And she kept saying, are you okay? I said, Oh, I'm fine. I just don't know when this is going to end. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Different time. And I love that they play uh, friends. I haven't met by blue sandalwood soap. It's a very deep cut uh, on the radio. Um, That Baroque rock stuff could get was pretentious and good at the same time, which is kind of what I like about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And uh, yeah, sorry. It's kind of music that you don't want to like, but you kind of (laughs) do exactly what it is. It's, and it's so like, uh, it's the kind of music that makes you go, dude. Um, yeah. And uh, although maybe good music to listen to while you're stoned. <clears throat> I think that's probably true. I mean, I, I have tubular bells. I have, I'm just going to say tubular I, I, bells I, is the best for that. I've done both. I've I've listened to this the music and I've been stoned, but I haven't done the other. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I'll make up a playlist. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and believe me, I that would that would be totally my thing lying near stone with headphones on listening to music uh, yeah. that's you know oh yeah i spent an entire summer like that yep um <laughs> 1985 um mm-hmm. i th- you know i, th- I think a, a hot dog cries out for mustard don's like don says no cries out for ketchup with the squiggly line that's yeah. totally sp- <laughs> stone speaking right there like you have to mention the squiggly line yeah and then stan saying i think we should get lunch which is <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect yeah it's nine o'clock in the morning they're both high and thinking it's funny that they should be eating hot dogs yeah and you know from having ever been high that if some if there was a plate of hot dogs there they'd be gone in like 30 seconds yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, I've, I've been in situations not where i've been high but where i've been drunk where where somebody was saying you know i wouldn't eat that 
It's like, well, I'm, and my response was, I'm too drunk to care. <laughs> I take like, that as a challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, uh, uh, now I, t- I take this scene where Scarlet gets Dawn to punch her out as Scarlet taking advantage of the fact that she's white and Dawn's black. Yep. I don't think Scarlet's doing it on purpose, by the way. I don't think she's thinking, no. of the, oh, it's the black no, girl. It's like subconscious yeah. thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I took it not as overt sort of racism on Scarlet's part. I didn't see that at no. all. But what I do see there is systemic racism. You see that she can get the black girl to do that for her. Yeah. That was my, okay, good. So I'm not crazy here. Um, no. I, and I thought it was going to be something bad. Yeah. I thought it would be horrible when I first I saw wrote, Uh-oh. Yeah. That's my, that's my, because I figured, okay, you know, for, for the same reason. You know, the black woman, Yeah, she wants to belong, right? You know, yep. so she's going to do this. But we've seen how black employees are sometimes yeah. treated differently. Yet, when, yeah. When uh, the, the money goes missing, they, fi- they, fire, they fire the black cleaner, for yeah. example, that That's kind right. of thing. So I was like, okay. And in a a weird way, this kind of shows progress, even though it's still, you know, but it does show the progress of like, you know, now there is later on when Don's like, I think Don kind of realizes they can't really fire me because that would be bad for the company. Yeah. But but also Don's good at her job. Um, And uh, what am I? Oh, yes. Uh, So yeah, I I, I find it a little bit weird. Um, Megan's getting a bigger role, which is nice. the harder part is going is is James Garner over there. How's he going to deal with it when she looks yeah. at the picture of Dawn? And then it's like, oh my god, he does look like James Garner. He does look a little bit like James Garner. Yeah, <laughs> like if there was a, a James Garner story, John Hamm yep. could play him in the seventies, being Rockford. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. You know, I think in fact, God, they should. Oh my God, reboot of of Rockford with John Hamm as as Jim yeah. Rockford. I could see it working. Yeah. I'm going to make a few calls. Um, yeah. Of course, the irony is. Mm-hmm. James Garner was a very progressive guy. Very, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Like, like, like at one, one point he, one of his characters was supposed to be Republican and he got them to change it to Democrat, (laughs) you know, and um, the famous, I have a dream speech by Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. James Garner was there. Yeah. He was in like the front front row or the yep. second row. He was like he was like there. If you yep. see photographs of the audience, you see James Garner there. It's so. weird because you look and go, "Why is Rockford at this?" Yeah, <laughs> like it, yeah, yeah. It's really amazing. And you think James Garner was a good guy. He's yeah. another one of those guys you hear that he was a good guy unless you pissed him off. But on the other hand, he was mostly pissed off because people were being treated poorly. And yeah, exactly. So exactly. he was a, he was a cool guy. I mean, there's a story that he, he when he punched out Glenn Larson because. Glenn Larson, I think I might have mentioned this before, is famous for like stealing things. Yes, um, <laughs> plagiarism. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, and Gar and he came over to to Garner at a party once because he he ripped one of his stories was ripped off of a uh, Rockford, I think. Yeah. Um, and he put his arm around Garner, and said, "You know, we're all friends here, aren't we? You know, no hard feelings." And Garner said, "Please take your arm off of me." um now and he's and larson just stood there and he said look if, if you don't take your arm off of me i'm going to punch you in the face and 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 and, and larson's just there talking to him and so he hit him <laughs> fair, fair <laughs> warning it's fair warning he did warn him. and that's what he said he said I, I did warn the guy so you know it's like 
That's beautiful. And yeah, I've yeah. always was a fan of his. He was always great on the Tonight yeah, Show too. too. He would come yeah. on and he was his banter was good with Johnny. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He could be John Hamm could play him. I yeah. I'm gonna make a few calls that this Rockford okay. thing has to happen. Um we now see uh uh oh yeah, jo- Joan finds out what happened uh from Meredith, basically. Yeah. And uh, I love Meredith and I will tolerate yep. no dissent from this. Yep. Uh, I'm a huge Meredith booster. Uh, I don't think Meredith is dumb. I don't nope. think, and I don't think she's, and I think the ditzy thing is kind of an act. Yeah. Um, that's been my take all along about this character. Yeah. Also, uh, Stephanie Drake, the actress is a great Twitter follow. Just, yeah. We, we, yeah, we, cause we, we put on, we put on roles, right? Totally. Sort of, right? Yeah. You know, kind of, you know, I think, she, I think she's kind of got gotten into the situation where pretending to be dumb really probably useful. the best way because then people don't see it as a threat exactly and she can be competent at her job yet if she screws up people go oh that's that darn nerd. yes <laughs> and and just to see how show how confident she is you know she's replaced joan as like yeah. the minute taker and, and stuff like that for, for the partners meeting. So oh, if she, yeah. she was, she was, if she was incompetent, they wouldn't give they her wouldn't that. Have that her taking, that's right. They, she wouldn't be taking the minutes. Right. No, that's true. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's I'm a big, big Meredith fan. Uh, we get home and Megan has made dinner. Uh, Dawn figures something up right away. <laughs> Something's yeah. up. I love that. And she's like, just once. Could I yeah. just once? Uh, which I, I like how she admits it. It's like, you know, yes, that's yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I've, I think early in my marriage, I probably did that, that kind of stuff happened. It doesn't happen yeah. now. We're almost married no. 30 years. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like don't even try anymore. Yeah. There's really no reason. Just come out and I'm, say it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need to butter me up with Coco Vain. Um, I like, I mean, I'll eat the Coco Vain. Oh, Coco Vain's great. I love it. It's one of my favorite I'll things eat to it, cook but too. Don't butter, yeah. up, don't butter me up with it. No, exactly. Um, uh, when Don says, uh, I can handle this, but I can't encourage it. <laughs> but the love scene, it's so yeah. great. I can handle this, but I can't encourage it. It's almost like a Clint Eastwood, the way he says it. And, I know. I know. And, she, and she's like, I love you so much. You're perfect. And it's like, no, he's not. He's fucking the lady downstairs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for Mick. I really do. Like she's getting really screwed here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Um I actually think I'd react like that. Um, I think if for some reason that was, if Isabel was an actor, I think I'd probably react like that. I'd be like, well, I, 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 yeah, I guess, but I don't think I like it very much. I really think yeah. I would react like that. Yeah. See, I don't think I would because I know actors, right? Yeah, right. See, I've, I've, I've no experience in that arena. It, 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 you know. Yeah, it would, it would it, to me, it would really, I mean, I think I'd get over it very quickly, but I think yeah. at first I'd be like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'd have a problem with it. Like I say, because I, I, I know actors. And- right. And you have act. You have been on the stage. I have been on the stage. I'm Did not a very see- good actor. Let's keep keep in mind. I'm not. I'm not a good actor. Yeah. But I have Mac- been on Macbeth. Stage. Macbeth. Just that I'd say that for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just. I th- you're not supposed to say Macbeth, though, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. But I'm I used to. Actor, I, so. I used. To, I used to go to the uh, theater department in Newfoundland uh, at Munn, and I'd walk into the building and I would just yell Macbeth just to see what happened. Yeah. Because it was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now i like ed ray wise is great i'm so glad they bring him back yep uh, often you know and they, they he, he's talking about these protesters and he said they acted like they were storming the best still this is their country too i was yeah. really amazed by that line that the yeah. head of marketing for dad would be like they have every right to protest be like yeah. excuse me yeah 
Well, like I say, we're, you know, as we, we talked a little bit about before, I mean, yeah. this, it's showing how the counterculture and these new ideas are kind of infiltrating themselves into um, every part of society now. Yeah, right? it, exactly. So it's like, oh, I'm smart. If I'm going to be smart now, I don't, and again, I don't think this is con- a contrivance on his part. I think he actually believes this, but uh, you know, there's a, a process in the background where he's sort of maybe subconsciously thinking, I'm a smart guy. Yep. Smart people seem to be against this. Yep. So I'm against it and they have the right to do this, but I'm still yep. going to sell napalm. <laughs> yeah. Cognitive dissonance, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, uh, but I love the Broadway Joe on Broadway is a great idea. It was never made, by the way. There no. was a there was a Joe Namath talk show uh, yep. for, for one summer. Like a summer yeah. replacement, yeah. Uh, I doubt it was very good. Um, and then, and then he was on uh, famously, of course, on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> God. yes. And Bob doesn't Bobby have a whole a whole Jets uniform somehow? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think they sold those to kids back then. Like now, you can buy stuff, but I don't think that was a thing when uh, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I remember shows like this though, really stupid variety shows that you were watching. Oh yeah, why is this yeah. on TV? Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, late 60s, early, early 70s, like even up to like 77, 78. Oh, sure. Yeah. You had like the Donnie Marie show and stuff like that. You know, you had variety shows and it was weird. And you'd have like these one off, these weird one off specials where you'd turn yeah. it on. And like if you saw Broadway Joe on Broadway, first of all, I'll tell you two things. First of all, my dad would have said, I'm not watching this shit. David, turn the channel because <laughs> I was the remote. Um, and the yes. other thing was, it wouldn't have surprised me if it was on TV. It'd be like, no. oh yeah, Joe Namath and John Wayne are, are in a skit. Yeah, that makes yeah. complete sense to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Bob Hope's Arbor Day special or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That just seems fine. Yeah. You know, whereas today, if you did a, I don't, I don't, we, it's so different. We don't even have, who's a big sports star they could use in something like this. Okay. Uh, the Sidney Crosby variety special. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't be a thing. No. <laughs> No one's going to watch that. Uh, the Alexander Ovechkin uh, telethon for Putin's fascist regime would be another fascist show. Um, f- family products for the American <laughs> family is the worst slogan ever, by the way. Just yeah. Way. Yeah. It really is. Pretty bad. <laughs> and the ads here, I mean, th- this is explicitly advertising as propaganda, as you note in our document. Yep. It's, it's explicit. It's like, we're going to make Dow look cool yep. by having all these stars and Joey Heatherton and uh, all that. The description of the thing when they when they start doing the Notre Dame fight song and Yankee Doodle Duty Yankee Doodle Dandy is actually pretty good. It's well done. Yeah, I can't believe they. I wonder how many takes that took. I don't know. I don't know because I, I think it would be hard. That's what I'm saying. To, like like that. You know, even like doing say you know row 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 your boat is around is difficult. Yeah, because you're all, you're hearing somebody else and and especially doing it with a different song. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be difficult to do. I, I think you're right. I think it would probably take a couple, yeah. at least a couple takes. Yeah. Um, Scarlet gets caught, which we expected. Um, yeah. We were all over the place, mostly in accounting. Uh, so then, <laughs> which of course, she, I guess she knows maybe Joan wouldn't be there because that's probably the yeah. thought. Um, um, the only problem is Joan knows what her job is. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. you're not paid to be all, all, all over the place. No, you're supposed to be the secretary for Mr. Crane. Yeah. Um, and she catches Dawn, uh, and catches Dawn in the lie, you know, yeah. Dawn, I know everything. I, I, I did this once in a class. 
I told a class of intro psych students that uh, I had uh, that that the, the that I had hacked into the school's uh, security cameras and I caught nine of them cheating. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, uh, and I said, if you if you just admit it to me, you will get zero in this assignment, but you will not be kicked out of university. And I got fifteen people come up to me and say they cheated. <laughs> I didn't. I hadn't hacked, folks. If you don't get this, I hadn't hacked. I don't know how to hack security cameras. But it was pretty funny. And for a oh, while, it was can. like legend. It was like legend around the university. Oh, don't yeah. cheat on Broadbeck's class. He just, he'll find out. He's, he's hacking security cameras. <laughs> yeah. What do you people think? Do you think I'm sitting up here while you're writing the test, chatting with my wife on, on MSN Messenger? Literally exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I can play indignant pretty well, as you probably know. Um, yes. Perry's, Perry's pissed off. Joan has no power. Joan, like, yeah. I don't understand how business works because I'm an academic, but isn't Joan more power? Shouldn't she be more powerful than Harry? Shouldn't she be able to tell Harry? Well, she F should be. You. A, yeah. Yeah. But, but she's only there because she slept, slept with her, slept with, slept with her. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, you know, you know, like, like that. I mean, and that's the thing. And I think this is, this is what Joan realizes in, in this is like, it's symbolic. It, it's like they wanted her, they used her. Oh, yeah literally yeah right like yeah. you know um and they just offered her this as a way of getting her and i'm going to be crude here uh to spread her legs for her for her and yeah. that's all it was that's all and it that's was how they see her i think you're right i no, think they man. nominally sort of oh yeah she's a partner she's a partner she's got a vote but well harry's secretary shouldn't be fired <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah. and of course harry that's when harry bursts into this partner's meeting um and I love the, the funniest thing here is Roger saying things like, no, no, please let him go on. Because Harry always thinks people are talking about him and usually they aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he says, yeah, it's, either, it's either me or her. <laughs> and that's when Bert has that great line. I think you mean if she goes, I go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just start talking over Harry, like ignoring him, which yeah. is what they should do because he shouldn't be in that meeting. Um, no, no. Yeah, I mean, again, he has a point. Oh, he does have a point. He's he's right. instrumental to the place working. Yeah. Right? He is the he's the future looking person as far as yeah. all this uh, sort of advertising and targeted marketing. And like yeah. he knows that stuff better than any of them, I think. He just can't play the game. He has no right? idea how he can't. Yeah. He can't do it in a way. Right. Because he's paranoid. and He gets indignant. And it's like, you know, there are different ways of, you know, getting what you want, Harry. Yeah, um, he has no idea how to play the sort of, he has no idea how soft power works, right? Yeah. He's like Russia. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's, it's like it's, Russia. It's, it's all hard power. There's no soft power with, with Harry. There's no like, oh, I see. I'll just, you know, I'll do my job really well and quietly. And then eventually they'll ask me. It's like, no, make me a partner, no. you bunch of losers. Yeah. Uh, and he probably should be a partner. I mean. As we were saying, yeah, because um, I, I think it was Bert said that that you know that's that's the most interesting thing he's ever done. Like like when he when Harry leaves, yeah, like like Bert's pissed off at him, but at the same time, kind of yeah, all right, fair enough, <laughs> right. And I, I like when when he demands to be a partner, and and after he leaves, uh, uh, Bert looks over and goes, "Don't worry, dear, that's not going to happen." <laughs> Bert hates Harry, like he's yeah. not a fan, even though no. I think Bert used to be. Harry, right? Like he was yeah. the media guy. So yeah. it's interesting that he's like, when Bert Cooper thinks you're gross. Yeah. 
you're pretty gross. You're pretty gross. Yeah. That's it's yes. Oh my god, it's another scene with only African Americans. I know, I know. Uh, like when she says, "Those girls aren't your friends." Um, uh, you know, why do you think she asked you? This is her saying, her friend saying to her, "You know, you're you're really not picking up on the fact there's a black white thing going on here." Yeah. And I, I think this is interesting, too, because, you know, as a cultural studies guy, looking at like, uh, you know, and also speaking as a white guy, yeah. keep, keep in mind, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that, you know, that this is not my experience. Yes. But the different ways that the black community kind of dealt with that. Yeah. Because, you know, at this, you know, sort of one, one of the things that that's running through the 60s is it, within the black communities, how to deal with it, yeah. you know, and, and over simplistically you kind of have Martin Luther King Jr. representing one aspect yeah. and somebody like Malcolm X, yeah. right? Uh, you know, um, symbolize, I mean, again, that's oversimplistic. Of course it is. There were a lot of, yes. lot of over, over crop, crossovers and stuff like that, but yeah. certainly Malcolm X was kind of seen as the more radical response to yes. racism. And I think where, that's, yeah, that's where, a fair where, statement. Whereas the moder- Martin Luther King represented the more moderate response and that's kind of the way they they seen it, and so you can you can kind of you can kind of see, yeah. I think that within this sort of, without being explicit about it, yeah. this kind of difference within the black community on how to respond to the racism that they experience day to day. Exactly, uh, and you know, yeah, and Dawn is more the sort of looking at individuals, not looking at systems. Yes, yeah. in fact, I don't know that Dawn even. Well, in fact, her friend says, you know, uh, why do you think she asked you? She's pointing out to her. You realize the whole thing's against all of us. Not this isn't about you. Yeah. Uh, So I really like that scene. Um, Yeah. It sounds like yeah. It sounds like New Year's Eve when they empty the when they empty their garbage. (laughs) All the bottles. (laughs) Sounds like my house. Um, They've got they've got it so bad they must all be jealous of you. (laughs) That's so great. A lot of great bits there i i you know people talk about spinoffs uh kiernan shipka actually has talked about recently how she wants them to do a, a sally draper show from the, in the 70s mm-hmm. which that i think would be, be that. 70s I, in la i think that'd be I fun like that yeah i would love to see a dawn spinoff yeah but it's got to be written and a show, show run by probably mostly not white people <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah i would agree but i would like to see something like that um because yeah, it's a whole that's what, that's what i mean i find this scene far more interesting than the Don sleeping with Sylvia things. Oh, it's way this more interesting. More, this is far more interesting. This it is, really is. This, this is what I expect from Mad Men. Sort exactly. of this kind of, this you know, is what thing, I want. This, the, you know, which is what they, they gave me right from the very beginning with Midge and, and, and the beatniks and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, now it's like, oh, Don sleeping with another dumb woman. <laughs> you know, exactly. Oh, now, I realize that there were, you know, sure. housewives. Of course, there's that that sort of, you know, in the same way that there there's a there there's a division with, with, within the black community. There, there were sure. divisions within feminism and women and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, do it in a interesting way. No, exactly, exactly. And this no, scene is right. doing it in an interesting way. It is. It, it's it's a. This is to me one of the highlights of this episode. I, I really enjoy this scene. Um, uh, Jones out with Kate. The thing with the phones and the tables, I have seen that those places existed. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I know that those places existed too. Yeah, I think I might have seen like something on like real people or something. <laughs> yeah, one of yeah. these things, you know. Yeah, I might have even been at one once. Really, I, I have a faint recollection. I mean, not I didn't realize that it was that kind of place, but 
you know, because this is not my this is not my thing. You know, I'm far too introverted to call women on the phone. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I, I have I have enough problems, you know, calling women I knew on the phone, yeah. uh, <laughs> complete strangers. So see, this is why we get along, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same, you same. Know, and and I'm and I'm a deeply boring guy, right? I, you know, I, I I'm 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 happy with my boringness. I'm not, that's that's not I'm not yeah. I'm not slighting myself. I'm oh, a, I'm a very boring guy. I I don't want to go anywhere. No. <laughs> No, and when I do want to go somewhere, it's like a nice little pub where you can kind of sit around, and have talk. Some beers, and talk, yeah. have a few old fashions, maybe. Sure. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm I'm of the same mind. Um, so you know, I guess it's not, says, that, not that know, I mind people, you know, hooking well, up. People or, should know, do what they want. I, I have but this it, is not judgment. It's just not my scene. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, uh, there's quite a few men here who go for a certain type. She says. So I guess they're going to be cougars tonight is that the idea yeah, here like yeah, i think okay. so yeah okay good um so joan was married to a guy named scotty for six months first we hear about him yep uh like uh, joan coaching her friend on uh but with the phone call i thought that was pretty yep. good um then they're out for dinner and it's ted mcginley ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yes it is ted mcginley ted mcginley uh who's been in i mean he he was in He's also in, in, in West Wing and he was in Sports yeah. Night and in this. This is three of my favorite shows. And um, he was he was also in the Love Boat. He's been in and so was, many things. And he he's was usually happy days. He was usually an indication that a show's gonna die soon. Yes, so when he exactly. was like happy days, it's like, well, yeah. Ted McGinley showed up and it, it's either yeah. that or they had a kid. So if you got a cousin Oliver yeah. or a Co- Ted cousin McGinley. Oliver or Ted McGinley. Yep. Um or the jump shark. And they did both in happy days. See, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he says, uh, so I think the sponsors are for the war. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. But Don casually mentions that he's against it and nobody argues. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah it's stupid, but what can we do? You know, and yeah. Don does make the point when they talk about the Smothers Brothers, people are expecting light entertainment and they get satire. Yeah. Uh, he's right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and he says, uh, uh, Ted McGinley, or no, his wife says, why don't we go back to our pad, smoke some grass and see what happens. Yeah. I'm trying to bring the word grass back, by the way. Smoke some yeah. grass. No one's. I think, I think this, this is good. This yeah. is good. I, I, I support that. Good. Okay. I support saying grass. Excellent. Um, see, now this is the scene that I talked about before where it's kind of interesting. It's the idea of infidelity, but it's kind of interesting because now it's like, how far would Don go? <laughs> Clearly, he's yeah. not a swinger. No, no, no. He's not having sex with another woman or another man in front no. of his wife. That's no. not on. No. Yeah. No. So, you know, and, 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 and possibly, of course, you know, you might, you, you might see um, the other guy's a uh, little knob. Well, yeah. Right. Cause you know, and then I don't think he's down with that either. Yeah. 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 And frankly, um, I get that. <laughs> no, no wang detecting here. Thank no, much. exactly. Um, then there are Joan and Kate and the guy from the restaurant are off to the electric circus, which was a real place. They even got the address right when they said what the address yep. was in the cab, which I thought was great. It does sound like it was a real wild place, uh, nightclub kind of place in the late 60s, early 70s. Yep. It was all about uh, performance art and music and crazy light shows and all that stuff that they have, which they, I, yep. think it, I don't know what it ever looked like. I couldn't find any old pictures, but I think they did a nice job there. Um, I would want to be. That's so not where I want to go. No, again, you know, that's not my thing. Yeah, I remember, you know, going out to clubs and stuff in the 80s and thinking, why am I here? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm when, just here to my, feel humiliated because all my friends found girls here and I didn't. Yeah, well, see, see, my 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 friends um, let me look after the coats. That's basically what I did. Yeah, I'd, I'd sit in a booth. They put all the coats down. Occasionally, somebody would come over and give me a beer. Yeah. Right. Or I'd yeah. order a beer from the, the you know, I just kind of just sit there. Yeah, that's what I did. And I had a Walkman and I'd often listen to different music because I didn't like yep. the music they were yeah. playing. Yeah. <laughs> God, we... We were very much the same. Um, I like Don, Don, and Meg, Don and Megan in the taxi afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, Don says, I'm sure they've tried that with a lot of people. Um, yeah. I mean, her, her concern her concern is legitimate. Oh, it is. It really is. Right. I, she, she's afraid that they, 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 all, they gave her the increased role. Because they wanted. Because <laughs> they wanted her to have sex. Yeah. They they may and there may be an implicit quid pro quo there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Don's probably right in that they probably do this all the time. Yeah, I um, would think so. You know, because that's what that whole lifestyle is about. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. You know, so that's fine. Um, I, I was having flashbacks to the uh, old In Search of show that uh, Oliver, Jason, and I used to do because uh-huh. you know, especially the seventies ones were were because one of the running jokes through through that podcast that we did was all about key parties and things like that and the and the swinging seventies. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and and, th- and those kinds of things. Um so I was kind of having flashbacks to that. Oh totally. Um and you know to to even play up the crazy sexual liberation thing in this episode bonnie and and, and bonnie and clyde is being played uh, in, that, in that club the serge yeah. gainsbourg uh, bridget bardot song uh and it was gross uh it was just yep. gross the song's gross yep. they're actually yep. supposedly actually having sex in the song i yep. i don't people should have sex that's great it's fun yep. and it makes people and that's fine yep. but you know what i don't want to hear you doing it uh on a record sorry not my scene I mean, and, and it really does. The scene in the in the taxi really does show how social mores are changing. Totally right. Because compared to Dawn, Megan is very open sexually and yeah, you know, more progressive. But even she was kind of taken aback by how just how open they were in suggesting it. Whereas the the the, the taxi scene with Joan and her friend and the guy from the restaurant, Joan kind of is like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't do a threesome or anything, but no. like, they're both kissing and you know, all that's, yeah. you know, uh, so it nice juxtaposition there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's nasty. That song is horrible. Um, it is. Then Harry and Burton Roger, we've got, uh, he's not going to be a partner, but here's 23 grand. That's the whole commission yeah. on that show. That's $182,000 today. And that's more yeah. than he makes in a year. Yep. Um, and Bert's like, no, you're not going to be a partner, but here's a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Um, and somehow Harry's an idiot, so he's not happy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he said he says, you know, I de- I deserve compensation. He goes, we just gave you we money. Just, we just gave you all this money. <laughs> we gave, and and you're right. I mean, like, like it's twenty. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. I mean, even today, if somebody would say, if somebody handed me twenty three thousand dollars, I'd be pretty would, happy. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say what I want more. It's like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I would go thank you for twenty three grand. Yep. Yeah, he has no. Uh, keep me in mind for if you want anything else. Yeah. Done oh, in the future. Is there a thing? Another thing I could do for twenty three thousand dollars? Yep. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Uh. We they wake up in the next morning. Joe, Joan and Kate didn't sleep with those guys probably because, or maybe they didn't stay over. At least I don't think they probably no. did. Um. Is there anything worse than going to work with a hangover, Steve? 
Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've done that. But me too. Me too. Perhaps the only thing worse than that going to work with a hangover is having stayed over at somebody else's place and then going to going to work with a hangover because you're wearing yesterday's clothes still. And at least if you're in your own place, you can have a shower, maybe brush your teeth, put on fr- fresh clothes. Yeah. Sort of convince yourself you're not feeling horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, we, now we see the catch up pitch, um, yep. and Don's catch up pitch is good. Like it's it really is. good. I like it. And in fact, uh, those ads ended up running in 2017. Um, yeah, Heinz used them, uh, and it, uh, on on the credit at the bottom it says uh, the the credit is given to Sterling Cooper Draper Price, yeah. and then it says Don Draper, creative director. But then it gives credit to Matt Weiner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, because in the real world, right? Yeah. I, but I, I've, um, those are really good. I really, I thought they were, it was good past the Heinz. It makes complete sense. Well, I, I think, I, th- I think one of the reasons why it's so good is, and, and it's probably the reason why they were, they reject it is that it's kind of ahead of its time. Oh, it is. Cause it didn't like, look at a place in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Like, like now we're used to sort of just saying Heinz. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like Cher, Madonna, Charo, right? Those, yeah. you know, we're, we're used Charo. to that kind of thing. Exactly. Cher, Madonna, Charo. That's I, great. I, I, I would have done the Bono, had to throw that's Charo fine. in. That's fine. Yeah. No, 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 no. I had to go with Charo. That's fair. Um, you Gucci, know, like, like that, that kind of one name identification. Yeah. Or, or to use, you know, what we'd say today, that kind of one name brand. Yep. Whereas, whereas in the 60s, it would have been Heinz Ketchup. I think so. They, 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 would have, they, they would have, well, he was insisting on it, right? He's yeah, like, well, why is this exactly. a ketchup? Yeah. And, and I like that, um, you know, why isn't the bottle there? And I like when Stan says, well, we thought about that. And Don's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Catch up. Yeah. You just shut up and let the client tell us what to do. Um, and then Peggy shows up because now, of course, she found out because of yep. last week. Yep. Um, and she quotes Don's line, as I always say, if you don't like what's being said about you, change the conversation. Yeah. Um, Don has no idea how to feel here. I really like that. Um, no. He listens in and he's like, at once, really proud of her. He's like, oh, this, yeah. this is great. And at the other part of him, he's like, um, you bet. You stole my idea. <laughs> like, yeah. You stole my yeah. line that stole I always my have. Line. And um, you're in here competing against me and no one else is supposed to be here. Yep. And we're getting played. And I just realized now that we're getting played. Yeah. It's like. Exactly. What do you think if. Of Peggy's idea, the only ketchup or the original ketchup or whatever it was. I, 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 like it. Remember. I don't think it's as good, but I do. Like I don't it. think it's as good, but it, you know, it's it, not bad. It looks as when she says, think about seeing this 50 feet tall on a, on a billboard. Actually, yeah. she's right. That would look pretty good. Um, it's very, it's a very nice scene. I, I love the way it's put together. Uh, I, yeah. I like the pitches are always fun. Um, yeah. But this, yeah, it was very good. So Don now gets a promotion, Don with a W. Don with a W. Now, this is weird here because that means that Joan trusts her. Yeah. Right. When she says, and she says, you know, you don't understand. This is a punishment. But I think Joan's also, you know what? Um, she can do this. I don't have to do this. Yeah. And she'll be good at it. Yeah. So I, I kind of I think good. Joan Joan is getting into feminism, I think. I think she is too. You know, um, and, and and I was going to save it for things you forgot later, but I'll, I'll talk about it now instead. You know, that scene with Kate and Joan when they're yeah. talking about their jobs. Yes. You know, because um, Kate is thinking about going to Avon. Yep. 
great pull. Avon ladies, Avon just like ladies. Tupperware ladies. Yep. Avon and Tupperware. Those were like, you know, those were women. Women would come. There would be Avon parties, Tupperware parties. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but you know, that, that scene with Kate and Joan, you know, when Kate Kate kind of admires Joan and Joan's yep. saying, no, no, don't admire me because they're just treating me like a secretary. Yeah. Right. I think jo- Joan is now kind of aware of the mm-hmm. way women are being treated in yep. a way that she wasn't before yep. like before she understood and she kind of accepted it mm-hmm. now she's not accepting it that's right you know and she can't do anything in her own job right no. like she can't she can't do what harry does right because no. she knows it won't work so now i think now she's trying to sort of encourage other women so she gives Kate advice, which is very good advice. So, you know, basically, if you get a chance to go to Avon, go to Avon. Go to Avon, yeah. Right? You know, um, and here I think she's doing the same thing with Dawn. But she doesn't want to make it obvious. That's right. Right? You know, right. you know, and so she she frames it in a way in which, you know, I'm not giving you a promotion. Yeah. I'm punishing you. Yeah. But really, she is promoting yeah. her. And, and again, I, I think... And I think this is another change that we've seen with Joan, although it may be um, a little bit more subtle. She's right. not as racist as she used to be. Oh no, that's that's right. Really, you know, you know really what I mean. Like, not, it's true. Yes. Yeah. You know when uh, you know um, earlier when Kinsey had the the black girlfriend. Yeah, that was just like that. That was disgusting. You know? yeah. Whereas now it's like I think she's more aware of what's going on. Yeah, and I think she sees Dawn as someone I work with a lot more yeah. than. Exactly. The, black girl, the black girl I work with. Like now she would describe her as the black girl I work with. I have no doubt about that. Of course. That. Of course. But she also just sees her as this person I work with. Exactly. Who's very competent. Um, and that's kind of cool. There you know, is we, growth, which is, which is when there. people, when people always say, you know, we, when jobs say we would hire black people first and people always complain, it's like, why, why would they do that? It's like, because of these kinds of things, this <laughs> is how you change attitudes, right? Exactly. You know, you know, the, the, you know, the, these kind of, you know, um, you know, um, we're, we're, we're trying to promote minorities. It's like, this is, this is why we've seen the change in Joan. And it's interesting that you say that because in fact, and I may have mentioned this on this podcast before, but the way you get people to change attitudes is you change the behavior first and the attitudes follow, which is completely counterintuitive to most people. That's why sensitivity training. And diversity training literally don't work. You know what no, works? Of course not. Hiring people. Yeah. yeah. That works really well. Um, I've, I've known people who've gone through sensitivity training because some, some of my friends are assholes. Um, <laughs> and it, it hasn't, it doesn't change anything. Oh, no. No, you know what changes something? Do that right. again and you're fired. That yeah. changes and, things really quickly. And, and in fact, I would say that sensitive, sensitivity training does the opposite. It shows you how to because, get out of it. Yeah. Because certainly in my, with my friends um, who have gone through this it's kind of made them more annoyed they made me do this yeah because i said this yeah. so i'm gonna say this more often because i don't give a fuck and like i said the data are crystal clear on this yeah that you change behavior and 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 attitudes follow and the reason yeah. that works is human mind's pretty cool thing and what happens is you justify to yourself and you're not aware you're doing this. I must be being nice to the people of X, Y, or Z minority because I like them. They must be okay. Yeah. Even though you've been told to be nicer and not be a dick. Yeah. So, but it's, it, it bothers so many people. It's completely counterintuitive. And, yeah. and it's, it's like, no, no, really that doesn't work. You know, it does work. Yeah. 
And believe me, when you're, when you're the psychologist in the room, constantly putting your hand up at meetings like this going, yeah, but this doesn't work. And it's how much is this costing us? Why don't we just make yeah. a rule that you can't do that anymore? Uh, okay. You know, and I'm, I'm on a Austin. little bit of a rant here. It's, 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 it's the same kind of thing that, you know, all this sort of um, team building thing that businesses do. <laughs> yes. It's like and you go out and you yes. do some kind of survival course. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, watching these on TV going, you know, I think what binds people together is just sort of sitting down, hanging out, having a beer with each other or a coffee yeah. and just to get to know people as people. Yeah. You know, you know, and no, I think right. this is, I think this is what, what this is what's happening here is Joan is getting to know black people as people as people and not as not those as like people. black people as these kind of you know yeah. thing you know this 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 kind of group yeah right she's she's getting to know Don as an individual and she's and because of that she's starting to see how people are mistreating and taking advantage of Don yeah and, and in and part I, because exactly. she's it's happening to her. Yes. And so she's able to transfer her own feelings onto somebody like Dawn. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's, 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 it's really, it's got, it's very layered. The fact that she gets this sort of quote promotion yeah. slash punishment. It's really nice. Um, we get to the, uh, we find out that they didn't uh, get catch up and neither did uh, CGC. I think they said BBDO got it. Um, yeah. And um I like when Stan says everything should be done in secret. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's wrong, actually. <laughs> no, no, because now they feel like even more shittier than, you know. Yeah. Um, Ted, by the way, orders a drink called an Old Spanish, which is a nod to 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooter Burger, played by Matthew Broderick in, in mm-hmm. uh, uh, a story arc in, old, in, in 30 Rock, says he invents a drink called an Old Spanish, and it's just a bunch of olives, some tonic water, and red wine. <laughs> And if you look at the drink he's got, it's full of olives and it looks disgusting. Um, but I like that. Um, fan of both shows. And, and, and when, when, when I, the first time I saw this, when I heard him say, I'll have an old Spanish. It's like, Oh, come on. There's, there's a lot of parallels though. It turns out that Jack Donaghy's mother on 30 rock mentions how, when she first moved to New York, she was a secretary at Sterling Cooper. So it's right. They apparently yeah. live in the same universe. Um, and of course, Raymond's leaving uh, because SCDP yeah. is not loyal. That makes some sense. Yeah. Uh, then stands off to go. Stan just says, you know, he's got to go to the bathroom, basically. Yeah. And he flips her the bird. Yeah, I like that. It's it's right because it's good. And, he's like, and, 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 and she does, and she's not upset, right? Like, she, oh, no. like there's there's a slight grin on her face when he does it. It's like, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was uh, if, if this was on Reddit, you are the asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, it, you know, it, it it's like me giving you the finger or something like that. It's like, ah, <laughs> right? It's it's that kind of thing, right? It's like, yeah. You know. Exactly. And and like I say, I, I like it because it shows that they're actually friends. Yeah, exactly. Cuz it's like, right? oh, I did a stupid thing. I'm sorry. That's basically what the look on Peggy's face is. Yep. You know, uh, and I kind of like that. You know, you can be pissed off with your friends and still be friends with them. Yep. Um, so Don shows up to watch the love scene. Uh, and of course, he's not happy. And then, no. What's her name there says, oh, you like to watch, do you? She still yeah. hopes. There's still yeah. this hope in her and Ted McGinley's mind that they're going to have sex with Don Draper. Um, it's a gross power move. It's gross, gross. I am so yeah. angry at this. Um, and when he says to her, were you going to brush your teeth when you came home? Yeah. Kiss people for money. You know who does that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to make me angry. So it did its job, but it's not. Yes. Yeah. 
And 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 the thing is too that the love scene that they showed, I know, it's was so tame, just so tame and so unrealistic. It, it looked like I bet it looked the first time I made out with a girl when I was like seventeen. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, um, what do we do? We'll make sure we keep our clothes on. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, of course, there's the penny under the mat, and as I wrote here in our thing, fuck you, Don. Yeah, fuck you, Sylvia. <laughs> uh, and then Don does have a good line here. What do you do when I leave? Do you get on your knees and pray for absolution? Um, he is pointing out her hypocr- hypocrisy. Of course, yep. he's a hypocrite. So, of course, you know, physician heal thyself. But I, I like that he points that out. Oh, I see the cross there. Uh, so, do you do a lot of praying after we have sex? What a jerk. Yep. <laughs> They're both right now horrible people. Um, yep. I, takes two to tango and think she's as bad as him. Like I say, this just reminds me of the the Suzanne stuff, right? You know, it's like it's like the Suzanne stuff, but not done as well. That's exactly, what, that's what bugs me about it. Um, yeah, about this affair, but much stronger episode this week, I think. Um, yeah, right. that's true. I, I would agree with that. What did I miss, Steve? Uh, just one one thing. Since, one thing since because we it was two, the, but now it's one. Yeah, it was two. Well, yeah, it was two. Um, actually, it was three, but I, link, I managed to link the two of them. Oh, okay. Thank you. The conversa- it was the conversation between Kate Kate and Joan and the Avon lady thing, right. but I managed to combine them into two. Well, what, you're, you're like a professional podcaster. Uh, yeah. Okay. It, Without it's almost paid. like, yeah, of course. Because um, what is professionalism after all if you're not Who knows? paid? I don't, um, know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> by that, I'm not a professional university lecturer either. Because um, <laughs> I suppose I am paid, but. It's not uh, nearly what you're worth, but yeah, not nearly what I'm worth. Um, I just I, I like that that scene with with Mel and Arlene um, and Don and Meg mm-hmm. um, when they're when they're and they start talking about soap operas. Yes, and how unrealistic soap operas are, and, and it's you know well they need to, they, he says we need to make it titillating for housewives. Yeah, which is absolutely right. right? Oh, that's you know, what they're doing. Yeah, it's 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 that thing that because because we have a lot of women working now, we don't really necessarily have that kind of housewife idea. Yeah, and that's what soap operas were designed to do is is to sort of titillate, uh, to to titillate housewives. And and I I I would argue sort of culturally. Yeah, what we've seen in the last. 20 10 20 years uh-huh. is this idea of the daytime soap opera dying off you know and, and you, you end up with th- things like oprah the sort of like the talk shows yes right you know but but be you know for unemployed people um whereas <laughs> uh yeah i'm unemployed right now uh, so uh, you know that i'm 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 because i'm in between technically in between in between contracts now um so that's a dig at myself too i watch a lot of daytime television Uh, (laughs) whatever you want um, man (laughs) but earlier it was all soap operas yes another world one life to live the young and the restless it was game shows in the morning and as soon as it hits noon we flip we flip over and it becomes uh, uh, uh soap operas yep right because the target audience is housewives yeah Sort of, sort of, or as as Karen, my wife, would refer to it as housewife porn, right? Porn, you know, yeah, yeah. soft, soft core porn f- without without nudity for housewives, right? Watching other people do the things that they would imagine that they they wanted to do in their heads that you could watch as a washing machine pleasures. Here. Exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> you know, and and with commercials. Yep. 
You could time your your washing machine yeah. to stop when the commercials came on. You could run in and you could put them in the dryer, right? You know, I mean, yeah. And the morning is you're more hectic because you get the kids off to school. All this stuff, so you, exactly. you got some game shows on in the background as you vacuum and you do all these other things. You know, and they're like and the, they're like yeah. half an hour shows. Yeah. Oh, afternoon. you're right. You're right. After after lunch, you can sit back and relax a little bit. Yeah. Because all your chore, most of your chores are done. Or if they're not, they're as as we said, they're like the laundry that you know takes some some time to give you some time to sit back, have a have a cup of tea or a coffee, yeah, or an old fashioned, yeah, exactly. Watch your shows. Suck, suck down half a pack of Winston's, yeah, yep. exactly. And, and you know to to sort of sit back and relax, you know, yeah. and watch some drama, you know, watch some sort of love, you know, love scenes, that kind of stuff. Yep. You know. Yeah, different so I thought, time. I thought that was I thought that was interesting too. It that really that is nice conversation because yeah. I love I I really enjoy that kind of stuff when when you have characters on on uh, like like for example RuPaul's Drag Race. Sure. When I watch that, I don't watch it often, but when I watch it, what I the part I love is when the drag queens start talking about drag as an art. Oh sure. Right, and they start talking about you know sort of like the behind the scenes kind of things and what what they're doing and why they're doing i find that stuff fascinating oh sure um which is probably why i'm an academic um but uh you know so i found that scene really interesting because there was that where they were really kind of just talking about you know advertising and writing and things like that and and that kind of stuff appeals to me no it's great it's great um and yeah i really like that bit uh and i will say that the only time i actually find rupaul that show tolerable is, is, is when, what you're talking about. Yeah. The rest of it is mostly just people who speak in cliches more than hockey players, which yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't actually think was possible. And it, and it's, and it's competition. And I don't, I don't like things. About the only competition show I like things. is top chef. Uh, I'll yeah. say that. And I'm the same way. I want to watch people cook. I don't care yeah. about their lives. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know, that's, that's the cool part. Um, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, I don't. Because um, okay. I've been in the midst of marking, so I haven't gotten any uh-huh. stories to tackle then. Yes. And J- Jason is ill, so we didn't oh. do any recording. I, did, I actually I heard that. Uh, and uh, so, yes. so I haven't done anything with him. I uh, have coming up this weekend, there will be a new episode of Tangential Convergence. <gasps> yep, we're hoping. Uh, so check that out at tangentialconvergence.com. And check out other things. You can follow him at dbroadback. <laughs> it's me at dbroadback. Yeah, you can follow me at dbroadback. Sure, um, why not? Yeah. Uh, we it'd be very be, confusing. It'd be very confusing. Uh, yeah, he's Doc Pinko. I'm Dee Brideback on Twitter. And on that note, let's go out with uh, a little Friends I Haven't Met Yet by Blue Sandalwood Soap, which is something I think most people haven't heard before. No, I would think so. And on that note, I will see you next week, Steve. All right, see you. The impulse of their minds They relax with friends That they happen for to find I find that my travels Are not over yet How can I find The friends I haven't
pointer there it is okay. <laughs> I, should, I should leave that part in where's my fucking nose pointer um hello hello peggy pizza house 